g'day. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Short of 600 left to run. Smart Image takes them to the turn, leading by three quarters of length on Mass Destruction. Peeling three wide at the bed was Perfect Mission. Sun fall out four wide. They'll make their runs together, the big guns. And behind them came Sea Raider and Sir Warwick. In the straight, though, and Smart Image is going pretty well. He leads the way. Perfect Mission pushed along, not making any impression. Sunfall running on fairly well, then Mass Destruction. Smart Image at the 100 metres in front. I'd say he's going to do it all of the way. Pretty canny training effort here on the seven-day backup. Smart Image, first out, first home from Sunfall. Perfect mission. Fourth either Pacific Atlantic or Mass Destruction. $21 Smart Image winning for Trevor and Peter Rowe in Brisbane on the weekend. Tony Clements is about to join me. You there, Tony? Good morning. Hello, Steve. Good morning to you and hello, everyone. Before you move on, something very important has just come to light. Oh, no. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you very he's much. To, he's, Rob, he's kept that quiet, hasn't he? Good morning. <laughs> yeah, thanks for reminding me, Steve, too. I saw it this morning. I thought I must remember for Bushbeat. <coughs> Good <laughs> idea. Picked it up well. Happy birthday, Tony. Thank you, boys. Yeah, another trip around the sun. And, yes, you start to feel your age, but it's all just a number after a while. <laughs> I, I love the post that Wendy put up about the, you bet the best husband so far. Yeah, so far, yeah. You're my favourite husband of all time. It's like the other joke. You're starting to sound like my ex-wife. I didn't know you were married before. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bushbeat, everyone, and another week of rounding up the country news. And what a weekend we had, Rob. You're out at Chinchilla, and we'll hear about Villa Den's Chinchilla Cup win. We're also going to talk about the Nanango Members' Cup and Oakfield Comanche saluting there. And talking of members, congratulations to the Bowen Turf Club racing with their tab meeting last week. Was it Bowen? That, uh, yeah, on Thursday. Yep. Uh, Acknowledge some of their wonderful volunteers by naming the races at the uh, the tab meeting there. Uh, Brody Moffat had a big day out at Glad. And as we just heard there, Trevor and Peter Rowe winning with Smart Image at Eagle Farm, Rob, pulling off a bit of a plunge, well-backed, even though it did start at good, juicy odds of $21. Yeah, good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, uh, Steve and listeners. And, uh, yeah, what a thrill for uh, Peter and Trevor Rowe and family because, you know, when, when we live in country and provincial areas, I think you always hope to get that good horse and you then hope to get one that goes to the city and win and hopefully then go on to bigger things. But I don't think the Rowe family will forget this uh, weekend in uh, in a short time at all because uh, look at the weekend it happened on, Tony. You've you got Damien Oliver with that thrilling three wins to complete his fairy tale career there. You had Larry winning the Inter-Dominion, and uh, I think it's Just Believe, I might have that name wrong, the Trotters. And then you no, had right. Gary or Nathan Lyon getting his 500 wickets. So... If you had to remember what weekend it was on, uh, there's a few few good reminders of major historic uh, sporting events, and I'm sure it was a big thrill as we welcome Peter Rowe uh, to Bushbeat this morning. Pete, uh, congratulations to you and family. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thank you very much. It was a great weekend. Not only with all of those highlights that Rob just mentioned, but I guess you're not going to forget this weekend also with uh, ex-tropical cyclone Jasper do- uh, dropping plenty of wet on the, the far north, and talking about some areas receiving a thousand millimetres of rain, uh, the Cairns Jockey Club track itself there at Cannon Park picked up a thousand and fourteen since Tuesday lunchtime and Cameron Richards, the CEO, has put in his uh, Facebook post 550 of that between Saturday night and Monday morning. That's a half a metre in just a couple of days and plenty of flooding around the north. Uh, all jokes aside, Pete, it's really quite amazing seeing how much wet there is and some of the, the damage and destruction it's all caused. 
Yeah, don't it's it's crazy. I've, I'm born and bred here, live so I'm 34, and I've never seen anything like this. And our mum and dad, they're both born and bred, and and they remember the closest thing to this was on their wedding day in 1979, where people were getting to the wedding by boats and stuff. But um, oh. it is crazy. Like we've we've been pretty lucky. Um, all my family and and close friends have got out of it pretty good. I was flooded out of I got flooded in my place Wednesday to Friday night, and then I I ducked out Friday night. Um, to obviously dad had to go to Brisbane so we thought oh one of us needed to stay here and be with the horses so I stayed at mum and dad's place and then I yesterday was the first time I could get home so um, it's crazy but um, it could have been a lot worse I, I feel really bad for the people on the north side near the beaches like people have lost everything homes animals um, unfortunately they found that an elderly man passed away in his house obviously couldn't get out they're not 100% sure what's caused that but um, it's crazy, um, but you know we're, we're pretty tough up here. We'll, we'll we'll get through, and everyone on the north side's been rallying together and rescuing cows, horses, everything out of the creeks and the rivers. And um, it's going to take a while to rebuild things, but um, hopefully the majority get out safe. We were meant to be racing today with the other uh, program at Cairns, but the announcement came out last week that was going to move to Saturday. Uh, and as I say, Cameron put a post out on Facebook, and I'll just read part of that. Quick update regarding our scheduled meeting for the Cairns Jockey Club Saturday. The club has received 1,014 millimetres since Tuesday lunchtime, roughly 550 of that Saturday night to Monday morning. No rain yesterday, which continues to improve the track. We do have a concern with a section of the track where the creek broke its banks, but with like a no more rain, I'm confident this will improve and we will be racing. This part was a, a little distressing. Both training tracks have been washed away, but with a great team, we've managed to salvage our bullring to a safe, usable surface. Our main training track will have contractors rectifying and hopefully be open again Wednesday or Thursday. Stables escape major damage, thankfully. However, the winning post bar and reef lounge will be out of action for a little bit. They'll continue to monitor conditions and keep everyone up to date and hopefully see you trackside Saturday. Cam, well done on getting all of the news out there. And there's a photo there of the 900-metre shoot on Facebook. The grass looks good enough to eat it's so green there but uh just putting all of that into a little bit of perspective as well peter um yeah hearing that the training tracks were washed away with so much wet when the creek broke its banks there but thankfully everyone in the stable's okay yeah look we were down there um on sunday of steve massigan and i went down because the there's a creek that runs between a couple of the barns and it was lapping um at the, the top and it has been through the stables once before that I can remember in the last five or six years but um, thankfully it, it, it didn't rain as heavy as they predicted so that was good. Um, a crazy amount of rain, over a metre of rain like about where I live it's, I think we've had 1.3 metres um, but what blew me away was rocking up yesterday when it had stopped raining maybe about midnight, rocking up yesterday and seeing how much water had drained away um, blew me away and today um, the club's done a fantastic job in the work as we got onto the bull ring. There's 100, what, about 105 horses down there at the moment at the Cairns track, and um, we got through. We got 35 there, and we got through them all really safely. Um, Wendy, the track supervisor, did a great job. Like it's chaos at the bull ring. It's only a small little track, and at some stages, there was up to six horses on at a time, and mm. and everyone worked together. Um, the the crews there, as we were driving out this morning, they were on the the main track trying to get that repaired. Um, and, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I support Cam and, and the team. If they think we can race on the weekend, we've got to give every possible chance to. The roads are open now from Townsville North, so, you know, participants can get there. Um, and, and if we do have the weather that we're, we're forecast for the week, you know, we've done a heap of drainage work on the track here in Cairns, so it'll definitely put it to the test. And, um, you know, we'll probably still race on a heavy track, but there's 
you know, horses that need to race. So owners yeah. that need to, to try and earn a bit. So we'll do everything we can to try and get there on Saturday. Yeah, Pete, in such a short time, the amount of damage, um, I, ha- I haven't kept track of everything to do with the cyclone, but has it been a case this time, it's, it hasn't been so much the, the wind damage, but the amount of water, the rain, uh, the volume of rain, etc. I saw social media posts in regard to roads that used to be part of highways and that sort of thing. So it seems to be a, such a huge volume of water. Yeah, it's crazy, Rob. Um, it's The cyclone itself, it went and I'll come and went pretty quickly within probably 36 hours. Um, but then a big band of rain just sat over us from Thursday until mm. um, Sunday. So um, normally cyclones, once they hit land, they just keep going. But this got over to the Gulf of Carpentaria and become pretty stagnant. So the rain that comes with it didn't get dragged all the way across. It, it sat right above us and um, it's it's been chaos. The, there's three rain, main ranges to get to and from the Tablelands, the Palmerston, the Gillies and the Coranda. Um, and then there's one that heads up from Cairns to Port Douglas and three of the four, I don't think they'll be open for weeks, if not months. So the, the Gillies is open at the moment, which is probably the most treacherous of all of them, but <laughs> it's open. The Palmerston yeah. has parts of the road that have sunk uh, a good metre and a half. Um, the Rex Range up towards Port Douglas, it's completely landslide and washed away in the Coranda. The Coranda Range is uh, it's got bits and pieces that uh, if I was driving, I, I definitely wouldn't be on it. So three of the four are still closed. Um, the Gillies is open, but as I said, like it, it could it would look like it was going to be a lot worse uh, when it was coming. And thankfully, the cyclone moved quickly because if if it stayed around as well as the rain, I think there'd be a lot more damage. I saw some yeah. uh, vision of Barren River Falls and talk about you know when it, how uh, impressive it is when it's in full flow. Uh, this was literally probably you know 150 percent of full flow. It just looked like Niagara Falls the way it was going. And the day I went up and visited a couple of years ago when I was up for Cairns Amateur, it was barely a trickle. Uh, looking back at it and looking at the photos now, it's just remarkable to see the comparison. And then you see the photos, Pete, of Cairns Airport, where planes are literally uh, submerged. They're they're up to their wingtips in water. Yeah. Uh... The airport, I think, some of the hangars with like uh, freight planes and helicopters and stuff, they've got completely flooded. Um, uh, a little farm out on the the Barren River had 400 head of cattle. They're gone. They're popping up everywhere at the airport, soccer fields, main highways. Um, it's you. really sad. Um, the horses out on the the north side of the beaches, the paddocks have just gone under. It's been crazy. I was on Sunday. I was helping move horses from floodwaters out of Gordonvale yesterday. People moving horses from floodwaters at the beaches still. You know, a couple of horses have gone missing. It's it's crazy. Um, it definitely is. Um, and it's probably something I'll never see again in my lifetime. And if I do, like, it, it's... Yeah, it, it blew me away. As I said, I've lived here my whole life and just mm. seeing photos and, and footage, it, it's heartbreaking for the people that have lost everything. And as I said, thankfully... No one that I I'm I'm close to has all my family safe and and all the racing people, um, everyone's safe at the moment. It's just well, you know heartbreaking to see the people that have lost everything though. Oh, I thought some prayers with everyone that's uh, affected by all of this uh, wild weather that's around. On to brighter things. Let's talk about Smart Image winning at uh, Eagle Farm on Saturday. I heard Bernie Cooper uh, interviewing Dad on Sky and saying that uh, Gold Coast Magic Millions is the target, but uh, just not quite sure which race you might target this fellow at yet. Yeah, not sure. Um, originally, we'd gone down with the mind of having a crack at the Country Cup, but he's ineligible for that now, which on, a, on one hand, <laughs> we're not sad to see because he won in town, but um, we've, we have obviously the snippets and the cup are the two options there. Um, look, 
his 1,200-metre form probably would lead, make us lead towards the Sippets, but again, we'll nominate for both. Um, hope to get in either of them and, and pick the weaker one and see where we can hopefully retain Damien Thornton. He rode him a treat on the weekend and you know, it, it is another class rise, but you've got to be in it to win it, and he's racing well. He's, he's a tough horse, and um, I don't think he'll be carrying 60 kilos in, in that, so drop a big drop back in weight, and, you know, it'll be it'll be a great thrill to have a horse race here. It's been a while since I think Dad had one. He's a ladies' man back in 2013, and um, it'll be great to have a, a horse race at, on the big day, and, you know, we'll have a crack anyway. He certainly goes down or went down with a, a really impressive record. Uh, Pete, what... How long have you had him, or Dad had him, and um, you know, overall, uh, what's the record up north? Um, we bought him in October 22, and picked him out on a sale, and Cliff purchased him, and um, he's won eight for us now. He won his first five, and then just got beaten in Townsville by Yes Dream. Um, both of them at the time had impeccable North Queensland form, and Yes Dream picked him in the post, and uh, he won another two after that, uh, one more for Kristen and one for Ryan Wiggins and then things didn't go right in our carnival races up here, he, he over raced in the Cleveland Bay um, and then the new market we, like his racing pattern he, he can sit on speed or get back and in the new market he just had to do a lot of work um, and then we rode him completely differently, his last start for us, the amateurs went back to second last and he rocketed home and just got beat so um, we went down to Brisbane to have a have a go at the Magic Millions and obviously, you know, got to get him fit and with the transport and everything closed and we sent him down a little bit earlier than we would have liked and um, his run first up down there was super in the bribery. Um, he missed a kick, which isn't like him at all. I'm not sure what happened there, but um, then he was just he was back last on the fence and went to the, the line pretty well untested and um, obviously things went, went better on, on the weekend. He jumped like a machine and I said to Dad when he was playing up behind the gate so I was starting to get a little bit confident because that's how he is. You know he's on song when he's a little bit of a pig to get in the gates and he began like a rocket. Damien rated him perfectly in front and when they straightened up I thought, oh gee, you know, at home I would have been super confident down there obviously a different class of horse and every time I look at the TV screen I'm thinking where's that winning post because Eagle Farm straight <laughs> a lot longer than what we're used to um, but 100 from home I, I thought you know, it would take a good one to run him down and it was, it was pretty exciting that's for sure It's always a logistic, uh, I won't say nightmare but logistically it's very tricky to travel a horse from Cairns all the way to Brisbane and you need a, a good support crew to help out with all of that sort of thing and I heard uh, Dad telling Bernie that uh, BJ Smith has been very accommodating and helpful while Smart Image has been based in Brisbane yeah, most definitely. Um, as I said, well, obviously Kleins, who is we use um, to transport most of our horses, they their last runs this week. So we went down a little bit earlier. Um, BJ's been fantastic. Dad was down there for the first couple of weeks. Um, we were on a bit of work and holiday, I suppose. He took the horse down and spent some time with my brother. Um, and then he flew home for the cyclone and flew back down. Um, was meant to get in on Friday night, but everything was closed because of the storms in Brizzy. Um, so he, him and Mum arrived on Saturday. Um, BJ and his team have done an amazing job. Um, Dad all, all actually flew home Sunday morning. They're still stuck in Townsville, but they're <laughs> hoping to get in the car and, and drive up today because their airport's still closed. Uh, reopened today, but um, their flights are still cancelled, so they're going to get in the car, spend a couple of days here, and, and one of us will go down and back um, probably once a week, a couple of times a week. Um, he's in fantastic hands down there with BJ, but obviously we'd like to keep an eye on him and, and make sure things are... Uh, as normal as possible for him because obviously he's been to Eagle Farm before. He's done it all before when he was with Tony and the team. Um, so it's not an unfamiliar place for him. But, you know, when we've, we've I suppose he's, he's done such a, a good job since coming north. I think Dad and I like to keep a, a close eye on him because it could be a long time before we get one this good again. Yeah.
long term plans? Far north area. Sorry, Rob. Um, Pete, long term plans within Post Magic Millions? Um, he'll come home and have a good holiday. Um, Cliff owns Kensington Park, one of the adjustment places up here, and he'll head up there for a holiday and, and we'll have a crack at our feature races, obviously the Cleveland Bay, the New Market, and, and even, you know, as far down as the Rocky New Market or if he's lucky enough to draw a slot in one in their big race down there, you never know. But um, we'll definitely, at this stage, he'll come home. Um, obviously, the ratings will be a big thing if he, if he wins another race down there or if he is lucky enough to, you know, feature in the Magic Millions and run the top three or anything like that. We'll have to check what, what rating he'll be when he does come home. But we've got some good apprentices up here at the moment and, you know, we'll, Dad, Dad and I like giving the, the apprentices a go. So there's options to put a claim on if he does come home and... You know, put him in the feature races. He's proven with weight. He's only a little horse, but he's won with 63. So um, we'll just have a play it by ear after the Magic Millions and see see how he is, where he's at. And, you know, if he stays in there for a few more runs, it could be a good excuse for some more work in Hollis. <laughs> it's, it's a good problem to have, Pete, when you've got a good one, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. And, you know, like the team's worked super hard the last couple of weeks while Dad's been away. And, you know, we, we've got a good crew there at the moment and everyone that was involved with him. Um, Kristen obviously hasn't been riding since she's um, got Bub on the way, but Amy and Cello and Lauren, the girls at home they have been riding him, they they were just as excited as we were. So that's been a big effort, but we'll keep poking along and hopefully he keeps performing. Well, congratulations again on the win on the weekend and fingers crossed all that going well towards the Gold Coast. Uh, stay dry, <laughs> if that's possible, Hopefully. at least uh, above the gumboots. Uh, and certainly our thoughts with everyone in the north uh, mopping up after all of this weather event and hopefully there isn't any follow-up so that uh, next cyclone doesn't bob along in early January. Yeah, look, the, the rumour was we are going to have one on Christmas Day, which would have ruined it for everybody. But mm. at this stage, it's a good day again. We've got a bit of blue sky and... Fingers crossed, you know, for everyone up this way, it'll be a good a good event for the community on Saturday if we can get to the races, and it could be a good excuse for people to get out of the, get out of home and go and enjoy themselves. Yeah, very much so. Thank you for your help in reporting all through the year as well. It's been great to get an insight into uh, to racing in the north, and all the best to to you and mum and dad and everybody uh, racing around the Cairns region. Good luck with the meeting there Saturday, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you next year. Too easy. Thanks, guys. Have a good Christmas. You too. Peter Rowe there reporting in from Cairns and uh, just amazing, Rob, when you, you talk about some of these numbers. You know, some areas have had two metres of rain, 2,000 mm. millimetres. So I'm not even going to try and convert that into points and inches for people in the old scale, but it's just staggering when you talk about you know, not just you know hundreds of millimetres. This is 1,014 millimetres in the space of three days at the track and they're still talking about racing on Saturday. Yeah, it's amazing. Unbelievable. And they've got a, obviously a great team and uh, Cameron Richards is... Uh communication getting all that out there gives a good positive outlook for the end of the week and our thoughts as you say and prayers go to all those people particularly those who have suffered uh, major losses there but tony we know in those sort of parts of the world and that queensland attitude and australian attitude people get in and they get together and they they get things done and uh, I, I imagine you know they've got mariba on tuesday on boxing day so you know yeah. um racing will continue on there but uh yeah thoughts and prayers to those people who have certainly uh lost uh, uh, people or um, homes, etc., in that, in that devastation.
They were meant to race last Saturday in Innisfail, but uh, they had the news come out earlier in the week that that meeting was abandoned due to the, the weather and also the logistical and safety concerns for all participants travelling to and from the meeting. So now Racing Queensland will evaluate race programming in the far north region to see if there are additional races required for upcoming race meetings. So they'll keep an eye on that. But as you say, scheduled to race uh, coming up on uh, Boxing Day at Mariba. While we're looking at the, the calendar for the weeks ahead, uh, just a quick note that there'll be no bush beat next week because it is Boxing Day. It's one of our rare Tuesdays off, uh, but we will be back in the new year, entering our 20th year, if you don't mind, Mr Luck. We started this little uh, show of ours back in 2004, and 20 years on, here we are still rabbiting on about country racing. Now, you've got me worried because I kept thinking we were stuck on 18 for a while. I've been wondering what, <laughs> what number it is, but you've done the maths uh, well and truly this time, Tony, have you? Yeah, I went back and had a look at it all, and I found the original. I still have the piece of paper that has the concept that was put together from when Stan Johnson and Steve Hawkins had a chat about putting a weekly show together. And February 2004 was when we first had Bushbeat go to air. So, yeah, February next year, 20th anniversary rolls around and we'll be entering into our 21st year, if you don't mind. Oh, wow. Well, and we love doing it, don't we, as we uh, get to report on all the... And big achievements like we just heard uh, there with Smart Image. But... You know, it continued across the state uh, on the weekend in the country racing, of course, at uh, Gladstone on the weekend. Good to see James Atelli winning this open handicap because he'd come off a win at Bundaberg. He was in the uh, the Stampede final, unplaced in that. But uh, as we're going to hear from Tony McMahon shortly, he's a pretty impressive racehorse and obviously likes the sand track. He took out the open Around handicap. Around the side of the track they go now and uh, James Atelli leads the way from Cinderella Man. Sneaking up on the inside was Beppy. I didn't think they'd be that close to James Atelli, but they certainly are when they come to the turn. They're going to turn together with about only a length between them, followed a long way back by Archer's Treasure, and now Adama's Prince is getting the hang of things, and he's tacking on into the stretch, and James Atelli gave a kick, trying very hard with Cinderella Man and Beppy. James Atelli's under pressure on the inside. Cinderella Man gives it a good shot. It's James Atelli in front. Cinderella Man keeps on keeping on, but uh, James is going to be too good. He got home by about three quarters of a length from Cinderella Man. That was a good run. James Atelli taking out the Splitters Farm Open there at uh, Ferguson Park Gladstone on Saturday. Well done, our producer, Andrew Christie, uh, pulling that replay together because I know they had some technical issues where the race replays were buffering and glitching just a little bit, but it certainly was a, a great win there with Brody Moffat having a great day out at the track along with James Atelli riding two other winners as Tony McMahon is about to report on with us this morning on Bush Beak. G'day, Tony. Uh, good morning, Tony, and I believe it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, the winner, and good day to you too, Rob, and all the listeners. Yeah, James Atelli, um, I was surprised, actually. I, I know you just spoke highly of him. You've got to admire the horse. He's got a very impressive race record. But, uh, you know, he, I, don't, I don't, don't think he was at his best on Saturday, but he still got home, and that's all that counts. He, he won by three-quarters of the length, uh, beat Cinderella Man, who tried very, very hard. Um, Brody Moffat, yeah, he was really informed, had three winners, and, and one of his rides, like I, I'd really recommend to people to go onto the Queensland Racing non-TAB replays and have a look at his ride winning on uh, Elka 11, that's in race three at Gladstone, that was a Class B handicap. The saddle shifted up over the horse's wither, I don't know what part of the race, but I noticed him in extreme trouble at about the 200 metres, and uh, he rode the horse out, and that made all the difference, because it only got home by a long neck. So that was a very uh, good effort by Brody. I spoke to him just after the race. He was very modest. He said, look, I'm lucky I was up, up along the inside rail. That was a, a big factor in the favour. But uh, he rode well. He's a tall lad, but he's a very good horseman, that's for sure. 
Um, the meeting actually started off at Gladstone. It was a, a long old uh, start off to the day because the uh, photo finish operator was late arriving at the course. Then a horse um, has bridle and blinkers became detached in the enclosure. That caused another delay. Uh, they got around to the barriers and uh, one of the horses um, got into the stall. The odds-on favourite radiant romance and then decided to break through and went for a canter for about 100 metres, came back. Um, they got it back into the stalls and another one uh, by the name of our goal claim just would not load and uh, they had to get uh, the help of the clerk of the course, Mick Barnes, who can really scrum. He should be in the Australian Rugby Union team. <laughs> and uh, he pushed it in. And uh, so that started things off. Then the rider of Radiant Romance, Gemma Hogg, um, believed that she hadn't been given a fair start and she asked for a review. And that took the stewards a heck of a long time to uh, decide on that. And eventually correct weight was given. So it started off in sensational circumstances. It was great to see that Malloy won the race. It's raced by... Uh, David and Judy Weenert and the uh, Kernan family, they're stalwarts of the Gladstone Turf Club. David's the president, Judy's the uh, treasurer, and uh, they do a mighty job in uh, getting Gladstone racing when they do. And Malloy uh, gave them their first win as a maiden, and it's trained by, ridden by Nicky Olzard, is in great form. Uh, Othelda won the next race, this is ridden by Gemma Hogg, an apprentice jockey from uh, Emerald. And uh, Gemma is going places. She's now ridden four winners in a very short period. This is trained by Daryl Gardner, who rarely misses a win at uh, the Gladstone meeting. And the Felder won uh, quite, well, not quite yelled. She did win strong. It was a great two-horse war most of the way with um, another horse in the race from came from um, Ipswich, Sepid Slow. And uh, they went head and head all the way, but the Felder fought on strongly to win from um, Setland Sage. Ridden by Dennis Baker. He deserves a rap. Um, he's a veteran jockey. I don't think he'd mind me saying that. From Toowoomba, he's based now, and he came specially down to Gladstone on Saturday to um, help the club out with a, a really acute shortage of jockeys. Quite a few horses didn't even accept to the meeting because they couldn't get jockeys. So I think there's only five or six there. So that was unfortunate. And Dennis got this into second placing, so good on him for making that effort to come all that long way. We've spoken about Elka 11 winning the Class B handicap. Uh, we've spoken about James Atelli, and that took us to the last, and this is one by uh, Like a Bit of Fun, this was the 16, uh, 15, 17 metre benchmark 55. Brodie Moffat rode this for um, Dennis Schultz. Dennis is one of the longest um, time serving trainer at Gladstone at Ferguson Park. He's the course curator. And it was great to see him um, to win a race, the final race of the, the year at Gladstone on Saturday. So that wrapped up a very successful year for the Gladstone Surf Club. And their next meeting comes along in March. Yeah, it's. It's been a uh, a big year for that club, Tony. But as you've often said, they put on a really uh, really good show up there, and uh, and I'm sure the crowd uh, appreciated the racing on the weekend. Yeah, good good crowd there, Rob. It was a, it was a shockingly hot day. I tell you, it was, it was a scorcher. Uh, you know, the jockeys, some of them were just sitting out in, in the shade in the enclosure at times between the races to cool themselves off. But no, they did a great job. They always do at Gladstone. It was a wonderful meeting. Tony, I thanks noticed, for giving um, us a wrap-up there. Go on, Rob. Oh, sorry. I noticed um, Calliope's not racing um, this year, Tony. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, I don't know the full details, but something came through from Racing Queensland to say they weren't mm. racing, so I can't help you any, any further there. The uh, note that I saw that came through from RQ was uh, said that the club made the decision with a determination the track may not be ready for racing for Boxing Day. Uh, there's been a delivery... Uh, delay in the delivery and installation of the outside running rail, which has impacted the track maintenance schedule. So they're going to seek an alternative date in early 2024 to conduct the postponed race meeting. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be so good, Tony. 
So that quietens everything down for you and Jean now during the Christmas period, Tony. Uh, no racing again till next year, is it? Or Yeah, that's exactly right, Rob. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to Christmas. I'm, I'm sure, like everyone else, there's all your families are doing that and all the listeners' families. So, so it's going to be good. There's a busy week coming up, but before Christmas, we've got uh, Rockhampton Racing on um, Thursday and Mackay Racing on um, Friday. Huge nominations for both those meetings. So two big more days before um, racing's over, really, in this area before Christmas. Well, thanks for that update this morning, Tone, and uh, thank you as well for your help right throughout the year. We look forward to catching up with, with you as well in 2024. Likewise. Let's uh, turn our attentions now to uh, what happened at Chinchilla on the weekend. Villaden taking out the Chinchilla Cup for Tamara Noble and Rodney Hay. Villadon already goes up and puts the pressure on Fitzroy Boy. Assumes control coming down towards the 400 metres mark, about to turn for home. Villadon has gone early and gone... Huckleberry Finn down the outside, Jackalberry looking for another cup and Villadon under whip riding takes the 2023 Chinchilla Cup into second place. Jackalberry Finn, the two stable mates, Fitzroy Boy. Yes, Villadon defeating Tintin Win and Jackalberry Finn. I'm glad they didn't all have a something that ended in in Mr Luck with your call there at Chinchilla <laughs> on the weekend. Uh, one of the uh, the rare grass tracks of uh, the, the country circuit. There seems to be a few of them bobbing up around the place these days and everything looked like it was another good Christmas race day there at Chinchilla for their cup program. Yeah, lucky for me. First time going to uh, Chinchilla. I'm not sure what happened to the um, the audio and the visuals for the last three, but there was a, must have been a few hiccups there. And uh, thanks, Andrew, for putting that that together with uh, the glitches that were in the system as well. But, look, Tony, as uh, Tony McMahon said, it was a scorcher of a day at Gladstone. Well, it was certainly a scorcher of a day also at Chinchilla. They had the 30 mils of rain the night before, and I suppose people woke up on the Saturday wondering if uh, Chinchilla was going to be going ahead. But it, it started out as a, uh, a soft five, and, and, and uh, all reports coming back from jockeys are all very happy with the uh, conditions, and horses raced uh, truly <clears throat> on the track. And, uh, look, it, they, they had a major crowd there. This becomes their Christmas party for the year. And uh, the number of uh, sponsors and that that were there and marquees, etc. cetera, uh, big crowd on hand, extremely well-organised club. I must do a shout-out to Ian Henderson. We talk about volunteers and people who have served country racing for so long. Ian's a starter there at Chinchilla, Tony. Uh, you talk about Bushbeck going into his 20th year. Well, Ian's retiring after 40 years of oh. service. For Chinchilla. Uh, we salute you, Ian Henderson, because uh, it was a fabulous day there and it was a good way to uh, go out with such uh, big fields as well. They all had no dramas, uh, got away well. Uh, so good on you, Ian. Uh, great service to that country race club, Ian Henderson. Um, but Rodney Hay, we, <laughs> these colours, they just keep bobbing up uh, all over the place and uh, continues again with another cup. Villadon, he'd come off Fangool third at his last run. He'd won the Cumbia Cup with Tamara Noble on board, and Tamara rode it beautifully um, because the early leader, Fitzroy Boy, was travelling well, and uh, quite honestly, Villadon um, went past Hanover Square as though it was standing still when it was in second place and then went up and took on Fitzroy Boy and got away before the turn and just maintained that throughout the straight and one by three and a quarter lengths. Tintin Wynn did get the photo over Jackalberry Finn, not to be confused with Huckleberry Rob or Mark <laughs> Twain stories or anything like that. But uh, it was a great win, Villadon. Good on you, Rodney Hay. You're continuing to get great success. 
um, out of your uh, stable. Of course, uh, Rodney trained it as well. The omen bet of the day, Tony, you, you, you had to know you'll be there on the day, but at, at Chinchilla on the weekend, this storm kept building through the afternoon. So much so in race four, the horses ran into a gale force wind down the back. I thought I was going to get blown out of the tower at one point. Um, so we'll come to race four in a moment. But the omen and the storm didn't come. It spread around us and went away, and that uh, allowed us to keep going with the meeting. But await the storm, uh, Lindsay Hatch train. Had to be the omen bet of the day, particularly with the form of two wins and a second at its last three, the Schwarzier five-year-old. And uh, Josh Adams rode this uh, horse perfectly, a similar thing of, of getting uh, to the front on the turn and uh, went away. And it looked beautiful going out onto the track as well, this particular horse. So a good win. And I was really impressed with the run of Gugaz for Olivia Cairns, a horse that loves a longer journey. And he um, showed pace early and just kept boxing on and Lynch that jumped well and then drifted back a little, uh, finished off nicely for third. But it's always good when those omen bets of the day uh, get up, I suppose, and await the storm stood out at Chinchilla. But the, uh, the uh, doubles came for Amy Graham and Wayne Baker. <clears throat> they kicked off with deep millions. Um, this one won by three and a quarter lengths, or three and three quarter lengths from Valar de Hiris and Take Me Out Back. That both of those had uh, been on the pace, and Deep Millions just swept down the centre of the track. There probably was a bit of a uh, a, a section where that centre of the track was uh, the good place to be, but Deep Millions very impressive after a good third at Emerald last uh, Sunday. Another horse backing up quickly, and their other double. Now this was an extremely impressive win, Bonnie Ev. It missed the start by a conservative two lengths and then just it continued to tail the field but then made ground from about the 600 and started to weave its way through till Amy got to the top of the straight, got to the centre and she sat as quiet as a church mouse on that horse, Tony, and just coasted to the line to win by two and three quarter lengths over the stablemate, Kaz's Jet and Emily's Empire. So a very impressive win. Um, by Bonnie Ev, the Bon Heifer, that's had some sound Roma form of late. And uh, the other two winners on the day, Corey and Kylie Guerin, the stable continued in great form. They combined with Corey Sutherland, Sutherland uh, with the Jet Sperm Air, Seductive Spur. It was the first run for the stable, came off good provincial form when it was with Clinton Taylor and defeated a very much in-form Easy Come and Emirate Pride flashed home to knock out Craig Lee Lackey out of third place. And Tom Dougal, He's had a good uh, weekend because we'll hear in uh, Tw- in Nanango as well. Um, it had a good win with cutest money as well because this first starter, Dane Ichi and Paul Hamlin, just used the inside rail all the way down the straight, kept boxing on and got up and uh, won by half a length from not quite like Jack and forgets me not. But Dane Ichi first up by uh, for this Dane Supreme. Uh, very impressive. So... Uh, look, they look after you extremely well out there. They've even got called down to the judges underneath to say there's sandwiches and there's drinks here if you want it and whatever. <laughs> and I was very happy, Tony, that I had my technical assistant, um, Mike and Alex, are back from the States, uh, our son and daughter-in-law, and Mike made the trip out. I think he learned a little bit about how to have losing bets, but he saved me going up and down the stairs, walking back and forth, getting getting prices to announce so the technical assistant did a good job and i i did make sure i slipped him a bit of pay tony so uh, great ah, to have that's him good back for yeah, Chris, as long as you looked after him as you <laughs> said tom, 
Tom Dougal had a bit of a day out with a double combining with Chris Meehan to bookend the program at the Nango, but it was Oakfield Comanche who took out the Members' Cup on Saturday. Substitution leads the way, about 450 to go. On the inside is Grand Palazzo, almost on terms from Oakfield Comanche, about two lengths from these leaders. Then followed further behind there to uh, Grand Palazzo's got a bit of work to do from Cusco Lad, Tarchance in the last one. Taking the lead, substitution, beat off at Grand Palazzo at this stage. Oakfield Comanche's in the clear if it's good enough. Substitution in the lead. Down the outside, Oakfield Comanche. Substitution, Oakfield Comanche will have a lunge. Oh, too close. Another photo. Substitution or Grand or Oakfield Comanche in a great finish. Yeah, it was a great finish in the Nanango Members' Cup there over 1,200 metres on Saturday. As Ross Cater said in the call, Hannah Phillips making a lunge on Oakfield Comanche coming down the outside. Rob, I've watched that replay numerous times. I don't know which direction the line goes in because I haven't actually been to uh, the Nanango races. It's one of the uh, the few tracks around the, uh, the South Burnett region that I didn't get to in the time that I was over that way. But I think Rob Thorburn would feel a little bit hard done by on substitution. Looking at it with the naked eye, I've given the race to substitution about five times over. <laughs> the photo never lies, does it? And, uh, yeah, Angles had the similar thing with seductive spur and easy come at, uh, at uh, Chinchilla. It was very close. But, um, look, I think Ross All might also mention in the call that uh, Oakfield Comanche is uh, a bit of a track specialist. He's six from 11 now at the track, this dream ahead. So uh, he, he came from uh, well back early on as well and uh, good ride, Hannah Phillips. And, yeah, Mark Curry. Uh, Mark actually had a, a range of these horses that were uh, scratched from Chinchilla to go to Nanango. And I think that's pretty much the, uh, the closest he got uh, with them. So it was extremely competitive racing, but a uh, great finish to that. With Grand Palazzo, who's uh, still in the uh, Schofield ownership by the colours and all, and now down there with Michael Lakey uh, after being so successful in the Central West, uh, Emily Pomfret on board. Um, so that's a, that's a good little form race because Dr TK would have been well fancied if he'd been in the Chinchilla Cup as well, and he's run fourth. Um, so good good form race, that one maybe one to follow. But... Yeah, you mentioned Tony, uh, Tom Dougal getting this, uh, the bookending of the program and the cutest money again with Lay Girls, the spirit of boom there, which opened the program defeating and the cutest money went off all the way down to third with Mr Encore and Heroes Trinket in second and third. And this one again, Lay Girls coming off some strong provincial form um, and Chris Meehan riding both of these winners for Tom Dougal and it was Basil's bow in the final race on the program, the Golden Archer, its first win since Dolby in November defeating Persian Front and uh, strike the night. Um, another one that was scratched from Chinchilla took out race two in the program, Moss out for John Thompson and uh, John Thomas and Nathan Thomas. It was the third run for the stable for the Outreach Philly. Defeated uh, Beatlemania and Emperor Teo. Uh, V-Zone, or V-Zone, uh, took it out the ratings band zero to 50 for Kristen Rune and Kelly Gates. There's another winner for Kelly Gates. I think Kelly's racked up a winner just about every weekend uh, since I know since I was in Bundaberg for Melbourne Cup Day anyway. So riding in uh, great form, defeated the Chris Meehan Mount uh, Chili Palmer, and yes, no, maybe so. Um, so again, strong racing across the board at Nanango on the uh, weekend. Of course, wrapping that uh, meeting or that club up for the year. But yeah, we're quieting down a little bit now, Tony, don't we, as we go uh, forward into uh, the next month or so. We do quieten down over this uh, Christmas New Year period. 
Plenty of tab meetings coming up in the week ahead, as Tony McMahon said. Rockhampton racing Thursday, Mackay Friday. Uh, where, as we mentioned with Peter Rowe, cans rescheduled from today to Saturday. Boxing Day, tab meeting at Warwick on Thursday the 28th of December, Home Hill will race. I think that's a replacement for a Townsville meeting. Saturday the 30th of December, it's Bow Desert and Cairns. And then, of course, New Year's Day, it's the Big King of the Mountain meeting at Toowoomba. The non-tab meetings, we mentioned Mareeba on Boxing Day. Taroom have their traditional New Year's meeting, but that will be held on Saturday the 30th of December. And, Rob, into the new year, we might check in with uh, the boys in Tassie because the uh, King Island Carnival has snuck up already. Uh, they've already had uh, two meetings and on the weekend, Cody Jordan rode a treble, three wins and a second from just four rides and nearly made it four out of four, running second by just a quarter of a length. And that follows on from two wins and two placings out of four rides on KI's opening day. Uh, trainer Tamara Muir had a double there at the Beef Day on the weekend. And their carnival continues Boxing Day. Their Cup Day will be on New Year's Eve. Then they roll into Recreation Day on the 13th of January. The uh, Miners Rest Cup Day, Maritime Day, is on the 20th of January. And the last is the uh, Southern Airlines Fly-In Day coming up on January 27th. So when we come back in 2024, we might spend a bit of time with Duncan uh, and or Cole and uh, have a chat mm. about what's happening there with King Island. And we're also keeping a watch on these Magic Millions Country Cup qualifiers. First of those was run on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. Zoo Meteor was successful for Michael Rod and Stuart Kendrick there. Uh, there's another qualifier Thursday at Rocky. Uh, there's another one on Boxing Day at Warwick. That Home Hill meeting has a qualifier as well. And, of course, then uh, it's all leading up to the Gold Coast Magic Millions Country Cup, which will be run on the 13th of January. Yeah, it might be quieter in the outer country areas, but there's certainly plenty of racing that uh, attracts the country horses, uh, Tony, and we'll uh, look forward to that. But meanwhile... We look forward to a great Christmas. You've got to get through a birthday first. Does it mean you miss out on more presents, Tony, at Christmas time when you've got this birthday so close? Oh, it's not too bad now as you're getting older, but I tell you, it's a, it's a drama when you're about 12 and someone says, uh, someone being mum and dad, you know, oh, here's a bike. Well, that's a joint pres present yeah. uh, for Christmas yeah. and your birthday, whereas other kids got a, you know, a whole bike in June and then got a present as well come December. But no, it's, uh, it's always been nice uh, to be able to have a birthday week Christmas week celebration uh, when I was uh, 18 or 19 I think we started drinking the week before the birthday and finished <laughs> drinking the week after New Year but you can't do that as you get older you're supposed to be older and wiser aren't you as you're getting older yeah well <laughs> you certainly do and you just slow down in general I think but uh, meanwhile <laughs> you have a great birthday today I'm sure Wendy and family will be looking after you well and to you and your family uh, have a great Merry Christmas to all our listeners. A big thank you to all the work we've uh, put in and uh, combined to do during the year, of course, uh, some visits to Longreach and Roma, etc., for their carnivals. Uh, we'll look forward to being back to year number 20. Tony, I'm glad we've got that mass. You were worrying me when that 18 kept popping up. I thought mm. we're stuck somewhere on 18 for a while here. <laughs> <laughs> number uh, 20 sounds good. We look forward to it. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you to Rob Luck, Peter Rowe and uh, Tony McMahon for joining us today. And folks, to you too for joining us all throughout the year. Uh, this show is a labour of love and thank you so much to the team behind the scenes there at Radio Tab in Steve, Andrew and Dale who helps mm. out week in, week out to make sure that we get all of the news out there. Uh, we do enjoy and have a passion for country racing and we love bringing the show to everyone. But it's not a show unless you've got listeners at the other end. And as always, the podcast replay goes up on the uh, Megaphone page at Radio Tab's Twitter handle at Radio Tab. Oz, and also on the Facebook page, on the Country Punters page there, so everyone can catch up with all of the news on Bushbeat each and every week.